2: Thank you for tuning in to True Sex Talk with Lady G-Spot. I'm Lady G, your host. So let's talk until we find your spot, shall we? Again, just a few ground rules. We want to remember this is PG-13. It's a grown folk talk show, so your calls and emails are welcomed and encouraged. We are talking about sex, all kinds of sex, the good, the bad, the nasty, Your questions, comments, desires, dreams, those are our topics. We are trying to learn together how we can all please one another. So I encourage you to share your thoughts, your questions, experiences. And a shout out to um, all of our listeners that are listening all across the country, all across the world. We've been getting calls and emails, which we greatly appreciate, and we just want everyone to know that we hear you. We're reading what you're sending to us. We're trying to answer all of your questions as quickly as we can. So let's uh, start getting down to business. We're going to be – well, first let me me also say – please remember to go to the website, trusextalk.com. That's trusextalk.com. And definitely sign up for Audible.com. Your free trial, a free audiobook download, everything is right there on the website for you. That's our sponsor. We love them. We know you will love them. And once you start with Audibles.com, you won't be able to stop. Alright, getting back to what we're going to talk about this evening. You know, we've been going over a lot, of, um, a lot of things about how to satisfy someone, how to please a man, how to please a woman, what it's going to take for you, what it's going to take for them. Everyone is interested in pleasing themselves as well as their spouse, their partner, their mate. And I wanted to be able to go over some of these things to discuss them with you and also give you some some suggestions, some ideas, and also more than anything else to remove some of the stereotypical things that you may think are true or right or, you know, some of them will be myths. You know, I'm sure everyone is wondering if everyone is having lots of perfect sex, except you and your partner. And most of us will question our sex lives. Does it stack up? Are we doing what the Joneses are doing? The reality is the two of you don't have to experience earth-shattering orgasms to have healthy intimacy. In fact, chances are your sex life is in better shape than you think, even with the occasional off night or dry spell. There are a few of the top myths that you really should not buy into. And some of those, myth number one, let's go with this. You both need to be in the mood. Let me say it's normal for sex to be little ho-hum for one, maybe even both, for maybe 15% of the time. Any number of factors, you know, you throw things, it's going to be a little bit off kilter. You know, timing, mood, yours, his, hers, the amount of foreplay, everyday life stress, you name it. But rather than postponing until the planets are in alignment and the zodiac stars match up, have sex when you can. Don't interpret an off night as a sign of a failing relationship or things that may seem disengaged. Just be affectionate. Look forward to the next time. Keep things exciting. Make a point of venturing out of your comfort zone occasionally with new positions, locations, videos, toys, a little bit of experimentation. What do you think, James? And for everyone that doesn't know, James is my executive producer we love James. We don't always agree with James, but we love James. But we definitely always love James's input. So, James, what do you think about myth number one?
1: Uh, I think myth number one is, uh, is a very common myth uh, that's out there. I want to say hello to everyone, everyone in the chat room, everyone listening. Oh. I'm back to cause disruption again. Uh, I want to remind everyone as well, you can join us in the chat room. All you got to do is go to trusextalk.com, click on the uh, link to listen to the show live, and it'll take, to take you to the chat room. And I want to remind everyone to go back and keep downloading the shows uh, as many times as possible and subscribe on iTunes to uh, True Sex Talk as well.
2: All right. Now... When you're looking at it, keep in mind, one, both of you, you may think you're never in the mood anymore, but if you're getting to that point, then you both need to communicate with one another. Myth number two, the best sex is spontaneous. This is the modern modern age. Uh, you know, what we don't schedule, we won't do, and truthfully, sex is no exception to that. Expecting it to just happen spur of the moment could lead to a very long dry spell, whereas if you pencil it in, plan for it, put it on your calendar, it's a show of commitment, plus it gives you both something to anticipate. Now, Let me also say this. I think you should anticipate every day. What do you think, James?
1: Yeah, I think you should too, but I think I think that's that's really true. It's not a myth that, to me, I guess, to each his own, but to me the spontaneous sex is always the best. It seems like it's always more passionate. It's always more, um, you're more into it, I guess, because it's, it's not expected to happen. I think especially for men in particular, you know, for us, we think about sex all the time, you know, so... Uh and so to say it's spontaneous So then then like, every
2: time you had sex should be spontaneous.
1: Well it in in a way it is, you know, especially when you have to do a little uh do a little talking, a little um uh, little salesmanship to get something done. But uh, since we think about it all the time it's kinda like how we how we're wired, but at the same time we still get the same thrill, same reaction, same uh uh, uh spontaneous uh, feeling when it happens, like, right away. So so I think, to me, I think most guys agree, and if you guys do agree, let me know. Uh, but if you agree, I mean, it, it, the spontaneous sex is always the best.
2: Okay. I can say yes, and I can say not so much. In my opinion, yeah. I really believe that it's based on... Am I being the main focus? Or am I just, you know, you taking a break to get a nut? I don't want it to be something that is just a whim. Every now and then to do a, a quickie five minutes here, that's wonderful. I love the spontaneity of, of, you know, jumping on the counter and boom, there you are. and oh okay, that was great or doing something, we've talked about it before, of of going into the car for whatever reason, just because, doing something a little different or doing it a little, you know, off kilter, but at the same time, it doesn't actually have to be spontaneous if you're focused and you're focused on me pleasing me because I'm going to be doing the same thing for you. So that's pretty explosive if that's what you're doing. The passion is there. So I and I'm not sure how I feel about penciling something in. It may be because I can't stick to a to a specific schedule. Mm -hmm. So okay, we're going to we're going to have sex on Wednesdays and possibly on Thursdays. Okay. okay, well let me
1: ask you. Let me ask you this though. You know, you hear a lot of um, psychologists, counselors that say that you know when you have those relationships between two people who are fairly busy in their professional lives or have kids and uh, different things like that, that it's actually a healthy exercise to pencil stuff in like date nights and uh, sex nights and things like that. Do you, do you think that that's, uh, a needed thing in a
2: relationship. or what's the problem well, that? Well, some of I, let me let me just say this. I I think a lot of times what happens is the reason they're telling people to pencil those date nights in is because once they've had children in the relationship or their careers going great, they forget that they're half of that whole you know what I'm saying, there's two halves, they make a whole, they tend to take each other for granted. So they're penciling each other in because otherwise they would forget about the other one. You know, you can't put, and and don't get me wrong, folks, you have children, that's wonderful, but you wouldn't have children if you didn't have your mate. Your mate should have some priority where kids are concerned, and so, yes, you should automatically have a date night. It shouldn't be something you plan for or pencil in. It should, be, it should be part of your everyday schedule. It should be part of, if you get up and brush your teeth three times a day, there are certain things that should automatically be part of your, your routine, your schedule. And I think part of that is the intimacy and sharing responsibilities but I think another big part of that is you can have a, bit, a very busy job and a v- busy position, but unless you're living in different countries or different cities or different states, then, yeah, that's that's your pencil in time. But if you're living together and you sleep in the same bed, you should automatically have a night that you spend together. You have, an, you know, your time that you spend with your children and your families – I just, uh, we're starting to get so notebooked. Everything is, you know, you're, you're putting it in your schedule. You're, let me email you this. Let me text you this. And I can say with certainty, yes, if I got a text that said, what are you doing? Take your dress off. Okay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that, be, because that is spontaneous. Okay. Right. right, But at the same time, I don't want to have to ask every single time, are you busy, do you have time, do you have a few minutes, because we should have that time for one another, period. That time in the relationship should automatically be there. You can't take one another for granted because that's when you start drifting apart and when you drift apart is when the problems come in you're talking about penciling it in because everyone's got busy schedules in the news right now sophia v- i can't say her name correctly i think it's viara viarga uh she's the latino woman that's in modern family mm-hmm. she's been with this guy for years and years they've been engaged for several years and their schedules just got too busy to spend time with one another, so they broke off their engagement. They're not dating anymore. Okay. So, now, you hear that quite often. We just didn't, didn't have time to get together, and we never did pick a date and never had time to plan it. If you mm-hmm. want something, you make time. Schedule, careers, all of that That can be worked out Anything can be worked out If you want it, you're going to do it Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And it may bring disappointment to other people Because you're not having a great big wedding But if you want to get married, you're going to get married Mm -hmm. So I don't know I'm, I'm not sure if I fall with that You know, I hear about the counselors And I hear about all these therapists that are advising their clients to have weekly time for intimacy, anything from Mm -hmm. sex to cuddling. But why is a therapist having to tell you that? Don't you know that already? Aren't you doing it? And if you're not doing it, then you're failing your mate. If your woman has to ask you to put your head in her lap, we have a problem. If you have to ask your woman the same exact thing, we have a problem. No. So. I can
1: see. I can see that. I can see that. And, and, and honestly, I feel the same way. It's just. It's just the nature of kind of how things have become and how they are. And I'm, I'm like you though. If you got, if you got, if you're in a situation where you have to plan time to stay with your woman then you're already in trouble anyway so
2: exactly because you shouldn't have to plan time you should want that time that should mm-hmm. be something that is an automatic as in any relationship of course things change we grow case change likes wants desires goals all of those things change but if you're not communicating with one another so that you can be part of that growing experience for your partner, then it's it's going to be like like anything. It's going to be that fire that the the spark is going to no longer light up. It's going to go out, but you allowed that to happen, All right? So, and and that's and here's another thing too, fellas. A lot of you have to stop and take responsibility. You've, you've got to stand up and take responsibility for some of the crap you're doing. And don't get me wrong, ladies, you have to do the same thing. Take a look at your relationship and wonder, because if something's lacking, you allowed that to happen. And that's not one-sided, that's, that's on both parts. My, my personal opinion is, it, it is hard, it is difficult, you do have to work with one another twenty four seven to make the relationship work that's the case period on anything you want it to be you want it to work, you want it to be successful that's what you have to do. You're not going to ignore your kids, which amazes me that parents you know they immediately know when something is off if they've got that connection with their children now if you don't have that connection then you've got issues anyway and you need to probably get some help. But right. you know when something is different. Someone's eating habits are different. Someone's sleeping patterns are different. Their vocabulary has changed. It's part of their thought process you're you're not in tune with it anymore. Well why aren't you in tune with it? It's communicating, it's finding out. We do change. Our bodies change are what used to be a trigger for me years and years ago is no longer that trigger. Now it's, I've got different triggers, different things that will hit my spot, tweak me, or just literally keep me on the edge. I'm right there at the brink, and it's pretty simple. You, you don't have to do much. The same way is with you and your partner. That hasn't changed. So it, it's no different than myth number three, which is having sex regularly does nourish your relationship. But don't get caught up in the numbers where you have to have sex three times a week. Uh, they're, they're, they talk about most happy couples Well, the truth is they don't have sex every day or even two or three times a week. What's important is that you're both satisfied with the frequency. And if you're not, then you do need to speak up and something needs to happen. I just think in a relationship, it, it really is a communication. And once you get into the arguing, the bickering, and the drama unfortunately it does take away any desire to move forward the same thing is and i will say this my parents used to say something years and years ago and i always remembered it my mother always said you never go to bed mad you can have a fight fine But he doesn't sleep in another room. You don't sleep in another room. You get in the bed. The fight is no longer. If you want to bring the – you still make love with one another. You want to be mad about what you were mad about yesterday in the morning and revisit that situation, then that's fine. But there's a difference between having an argument about money, finances – duties, responsibilities within the home, it's totally different than what happens when you get in the bed with one another and the intimacy and the closeness there. So, James, what do you think about that? Have you ever um, had that experience where you had to sleep elsewhere? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I think uh, everyone has at some point. Uh <laughs> Uh yeah. Um, I I think so, but again, like you said, oh you gotta overcome certain things, you know. And you always begin with the end in mind. If you know, if you wanna really uh make things work out the best you have to do certain things and this is what it is.
2: Okay. I I for me I think the intimacy is crucial because that is a closeness. It it seals the bond that you have with someone. So that intimacy is very, very important. Yeah, but intimacy and, is
1: different for different people, too. You know, what what I consider intimate may not necessarily be what you may consider intimate, but I think the important thing, and you're saying is, is that make sure that the intimacy is is a joint thing. You know what she considers intimate. She knows what I consider intimate. We go the there.
2: If your partner is feeling ignored, taken for granted, not appreciated, then yeah, there's there's a little bit of extra that you give. There's a little bit more, whether it's them personally. Feeling, feeling a personal inadequacy, whatever it, it it is, partners are supposed to be there for one another. There are way too many people that are splitting up after being married for two months, two years, 10 years, 20 years. People are divorcing. Well, they're getting to the point to where they hate one another, but yet... They had this wonderful life, this wonderful relationship and when did they stop communicating? When did they stop listening to one another? That's when
1: you that's, know that's that's when you know something's really wrong.
2: That's and and the problem is is they don't pay attention to it and they ignore it and they shuffle it under the the rug and I've always said sex is important and the reason sex to me is truly important is you know your partner is there for you if the intimacy is still there. If the intimacy is still there, it's it's real. But if you can't please your partner, you can't arouse your partner, then you have an underlying problem you need to check into and find out what, exactly what's going on. So people... It's it's about love, it's about great sex, it's about wonderful relationships, it's about being happy. And doing it together, working together, that's really so crucial, so very, very important.
0: Um,
2: I will say also, if you start talking outside of the bedroom... Asking questions, you know, we're not making love as often anymore, and it's it's worrying me.
1: Correct. Right.
2: And, yes, there is more to a, a healthy sex life than just sex. That's very true. But intimacy is cuddling, holding hands, spontaneously hugging or kissing. It's the affection isn't always needy. Sometimes it's just about sharing everyone has had their mate their special person look at them with a look that you knew at the moment that they were looking at you that it was a pleasant thought that hit them whatever that thought was now you're not going to know unless your mate tells you it could be he saw you bend over the kitchen table a certain way and it (laughs) caught him at that moment (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he looked at you because he thought about that, and he had that look on his face, he was looking it. at you endearingly, and that's part of the intimate part of it. And ladies, you have all looked at him at one point or another and just said, mm, "He's he's He's gorgeous, he's wonderful, he's whatever." You've also looked at him and said that what was I thinking?" But that's normal. The main thing is being in tune and being able to communicate. Now, myth number four, which is the most important one of all, good sex is long and slow. Well, a few of us can really afford the luxury of leisurely sex. And that's really true. So I'm not saying and and i've said this many times before that it could be 5 minutes it could be 15 minutes it could be 2 hours but we don't we're not expecting a marathon every time so you know some of us are are very tired are exhausted that's true but we still we want that 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 intimacy that you know they talk about touching the skin releases tension which is why so many people do hug they are intimate in that way touching the skin itself having someone put their hand on you and it releases so yeah can can the sex do that of course but Stop holding out for that ideal moment because that's what leads to the infrequent or even worse, vacation only sex. Mm. Embrace the quickie. You know? Think of it as a sex snack. It's a boost to your energy, a boost to your immune system, puts you in the mood, in the groove. And then that extra excitement is you know, break out the bedroom. But Five-minute romps, perfect for unusual locations, even if it just means the sofa or the shower. Now, a lot of these things that I've just discussed are from points from uh, Jennifer Berman, M.D. She's the director of the Berman Women's Wellness Center, and she's also the author for The Woman Only. So a lot of things that I discussed with you, just so that everyone knows, these are from doctors, from therapists, from physicians, from specialists, but also from life experiences, because that's the only way that we learn from one another. All right, so we are going to take a quick break and want you all to remember our wonderful sponsor, Audible.com. Please go to trusextalk.com, free download. Audiobook and 30-day free trial audible.com that's where you want to go that's where we want you to to be we're going to take a quick break and we will be back in a few minutes so sit tight we've got plenty more to come with true sex talk
1: calling all sports fans there's only one place to go to get all your sports news information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do, that's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com.
2: All right. We're back. Thank you again for joining True Sex Talk with Lady G. Spot. And I am your host, Lady G. Now, we've been talking about relationships. We've been talking about some of the uh, myths and trying to, to break through some of those barriers. All right. Next, let's talk about 10 ways to get sexual satisfaction. So even if your sex life is fantastic, there's always room for increased satisfaction. So close your eyes. How long until your mind wanders to sex? Having regular sex or regularly masturbating, it's good for us. But most of us actually do think about it quite a bit. And who can blame us? It feels good. It increases our sense of well-being. It's good for our health. It can help boost your immune system, our fertility, our lifespan. It decreases depression, enhances happiness. But how satisfied are you with the sex that you're having? And how can you increase your satisfaction? And just to give you... An example, one of the things that I just saw that amazed me was they were talking about men who get prostate cancer, and one of the things that they said that can help ward that off is for a man to literally have an erection at least four times a week so whether you're having sex or you're masturbating or you just have an erection. Four times a week can help thwart off your uh, prostate cancer. That's something to really look at, and those are numbers that are real. But look at the state of sex in America. And let's say the average American has sex about 85 times a year. Now, there's 365 days in a year, so 85 times a year, which works out to every four and a half to, yeah, every four to four and a half days. Now, during those encounters, as many as 75% of men report that they always have an orgasm as part of their sexual experience. But on the other hand, only 29% of the women say the same. So 50% of the women admit to faking it. So our sex life in average America doesn't seem to be all that satisfying. So, James, are you familiar with that?
1: Uh, I'm not quite familiar with women faking. At least I hope not. (laughs) If you're listening, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> I would, I would say I'm surprised by the, the number. I think that you know. It, it, it just, it just, it's just no good. There's no good situation in terms where someone needs to fake anything. You know, I, I just feel like um, life is too short. There's so many fish in the sea. Uh, there's better things to do Whatever whatever metaphor Or analogy you want to use um, For it But it's just It's not worth it just to be Out there doing it You know Just faking like Well
2: that. The thing is Is that they are going to fake it And you know why? They're going to fake it Because They're They're trying it to make time for the mate they're trying to take care of several things at once and the sad part about it is is that the way that it should be no that is definitely not the way that it should be the problem is is that they're everybody's trying to please somebody they're all trying to please someone and they're not pleasing themselves or having themselves pleased in the interim and that's really sad that is is probably the saddest part of the whole thing because that's not the way it should be. It should be something that is happy. It should be something that they enjoy, that they feel their their true feeling. And instead, they mask it because they don't want to dis- disappoint their their man. So, and this is why I'm saying... For men, they should know their woman's body. They should know by her breathing. They should be able to tell if your woman is watching television while, during. Yes, you you're not you're not doing it. Not things aren't being taken care of. All right. Well, let's get back to to some of this. You ask. 70% of men men and women all say that they're satisfied with their sex lives. And even more so, about 79% of the couples, um, and a little bit less in long-term relationships, but only about half of long-term couples are actually sexually satisfied. So despite the relative infrequency of sex, as many as, Eighty-three percent of the the men report that they enjoy sex quite a bit. And about 59% of the women have uh, pretty much reported the same. So for both sexes, want to have more sex, and who wouldn't? So let's look at can we have more sex? Can we have more satisfying sex? And first you have to talk about the one person who always knows what you like, and that's you. You know what you like. But if you're not sharing that information, if you're not, you know, there's, there's four key words. Harder, faster, slower, softer. Four words. Gentlemen, you can say it to her. Ladies, you can say it to him. It's you don't have to be much of a talker, just four words. Whatever pertains to you specifically: faster, slower, softer, harder. So, all right. So let's let's talk about self-stimulation and mutual masturbation.
1: Is it's not going to make you. Yes. Oh, okay.
2: There is there there. I mean, you can masturbate with your partner. You're familiar with that?
1: Uh, I, not really. I guess. I mean, it, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't sound bad, but I'm usually by myself, like most people are.
2: Well, it's it's enjoying it together. And, you know, maybe it will take you to a different level, to another height, and stimulate you, stimulate you in a totally different way. It doesn't make your, your partner desire you any less, nor will it make hair grow on your palms or cause you to go blind. But, in fact, it can help you to understand your body responses to different types of touch. It will help increase your sexual self-awareness, and help to keep you sexually healthy as you age. Even though masturbation is often a taboo issue or a topic of raunchy jokes, it is seriously a valuable tool for increasing your sexual satisfaction. And that's very true. And let me just give you an example. Uh, A 77-year-old woman sent me an email informing me that she had listened to the show and she decided to take my advice and she ordered herself a couple of toys online and wanted me to know that she is a much happier person and thank you very much for the advice. Now, I'm not sure when I advised this 77-year-old woman to do this, but I'm sure on one of our shows we were talking about it and that it's healthy. And it just turns out that her husband was, was no longer there. She was lonely. She wasn't in a relationship. She really didn't want a relationship. She's dealing with her own issues. But so... It really doesn't matter how old you are, but it's definitely something to think about because people, sex doesn't stop at 50, it doesn't stop at 60, it doesn't stop at 70, and it doesn't stop at 80. There's a video very popular right now of a woman who turned 100 years old. And it just so happened that the news crew was there to celebrate with all of her children, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren, and some great-great-grandchildren, 100 years old. And when they asked her what she wanted for her birthday, do you know what her response was? She was a dick. The radio crew had this on tape, and she said, I want some dick. (laughs) And then said it multiple times. So here's a woman who is 100 years old who who is still at 100 thinking about what she wanted. (laughs) So it doesn't stop. The thoughts don't stop. But we can say that you could live a long, very healthy life, definitely being satisfied. All right, so we were talking more or less about the self-stimulation and mutual masturbation. So there's no wrong way to stimulate yourself to an orgasm and no rule at how often you should or shouldn't masturbate. But mutual masturbation can be a way to enhance the intimacy in your relationship so well, let's give your partner some ideas about how you like to be touched. Again, no one knows how to touch you better than you. So just something for you to, again, look at, think about. You know, these are, these are times that we need to start looking at ways to not only add more passion and more excitement, but get a little creative. You know, look sexy, feel sexy. When it comes to having good sex, sometimes your thoughts get in your, they get in your own way, especially when those thoughts are negative about weight, physical condition, how your body looks to your partner while you're having sex. A negative body image really does distract you from having satisfying sexual experiences. So what can you do? One way to help you shed a negative body image while boosting your sex life is to get some regular exercise. The exercise really can help you not only feel better about your body, but it will also increase your stamina as well as your improved – it will improve your circulation all the way around. So good blood flow is important to sexual satisfaction because good orgasms rely on blood flow to the genitals. So your genitalia has that positive blood flow. So practice yoga, walking, swimming. 30 minutes, positive effects. It will release the negative thoughts. And ultimately, instead of focusing on what's wrong, you'll focus on what's right. So you can turn the lights back on and feel sexy in your own skin. All right. Well, Again, let me just say, we talk a lot about these things, and it's very important, but now it's your turn. Listeners from everywhere, wherever you are, we want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. We want to know what your thoughts are, what your comments are. Give us some some insights so that we can dig a little deeper, do a little bit more. And I want to thank everyone For listening tonight again As I said We're um, Sponsored by The wonderful Audible.com So please go to TRUSExtalk.com Download your free Audible book Your audio book today There's over a hundred and fifty thousand different titles everything from mysteries to suspense to how to's as well as erotica and what better way to experience the erotica than to have someone reading it to you audibles.com you can listen from your cell phone your computer your notebook so Thank you very much to our sponsors. Thank you to all of our listeners. We really do appreciate you. We'll be looking forward to having you tune back in with us next week, Saturday, 8 to 9. And again, this is True Sex Talk with Lady G. Email is trusextalk at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I'm going to start giving prizes based on some of the emails and some of the questions and some of the topics that you request. So please send your email trusextalk at gmail.com. So Lady G is saying to you tonight, remember we wish you love, peace, and great sex. We look forward to talking with you again next Saturday. So thank you all and have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Deeper, deeper. Oh. Deeper, deeper.
0: let